please be seated. We're going to have our Bible reading now where we hear that question that Jesus asked his disciples and the answers that they gave him. So Ruth's going to come and read our Bible reading. Here's hoping I can see without my glasses. (laughs) The Bible reading is taken from Luke, um, starting to read at uh, chapter 9, starting at verse 18. Once, when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, the Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law. And he must be killed on the third day he would be raised to life. Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is a man to gain the whole world and let lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in glory and the glory of the Father and the glory of the angels. This is the word of the God, Lord. Thank you, Ruth. So the question that we're thinking about this morning, which hopefully will come up on the screen, is who do you say I am? And I wonder what your answer would be this morning if Jesus asked you this very same question. Now obviously at the time that Jesus asked it, there were lots of rumours going around about Jesus. Lots of people had heard him speak and they'd listened to his wonderful stories. Lots of people had witnessed the amazing things he'd done. Some of the people had been fed by Jesus when he used a little boy's packed lunch to satisfy the hunger of 5,000 men and many more women and children. Some of the people would have been mourners at the home of Jairus when his daughter had been proclaimed dead. They might have seen Jesus go into the little girl's room and then come out asking her parents to get her something to eat. Some of the people would have been in that crowded house when the ceiling suddenly started crumbling as a man was lowered down right to the feet of Jesus on a mat. And they might have seen this man who'd been paralysed all his life suddenly stand up and walk out of the house with his mat under one arm. These things were more than enough to cause rumours People knew that Jesus was someone special, but they couldn't agree exactly who he was. What about you? Who do you say I am? The disciples told Jesus what they'd heard people saying about him. Some say you're John the Baptist, they said. Other people say that you are Elijah, and others say that you are one of the prophets from long ago. The people couldn't decide who he was. But Jesus wanted his friends to make up their minds about him for themselves. C.S. Lewis, who is the writer of the famous Narnia stories, which hopefully you've heard of and read, he believed that this question was still a relevant one for people to answer 2,000 years after Jesus first asked it. 
And he said this, you must make your choice. Either this man Jesus was and is the son of God, or else he was a madman or something worse. So C.S. Lewis was making the choice of what to think about Jesus very simple. Either you could decide that Jesus was just mad and that everything he said was crazy. You could think that he was bad and he was telling lies and nothing that he said was true. Or you could really believe that Jesus was the Son of God. So what about you? Who do you say I am? At some point in our lives, all of us have to make a decision about what we think about Jesus. It's not to say that we can't or won't change our minds, maybe as we get older or as we learn more, but it's a really, really important decision to make. And it's one decision that is really worth spending some time over. So maybe you've never done that before. Maybe this morning you are wondering, who is this Jesus? So this could be a really good opportunity to find more out about him. You could speak to a Christian friend, or you could speak to someone from Girls or Boys Brigade. You could speak to a person who you trust to help you to work it out. And at the moment, we're in a period of Lent. Lots of you know about Lent. Um, Between Pancake Day and Easter, that's the time we call Lent. We're preparing for Easter. And it's a really good time to find out more about Jesus. And as we prepare for Easter here at Worcester Park Baptist Church, as I said earlier, we're going to be thinking about this question. You can come along on Sundays and hear about what the Bible says different people thought about Jesus and how that impacted them at the time and how it might impact us today and change what we think about Jesus today. So what about you? Who do you say I am? Sometimes we think we already know about Jesus. We've been coming to church or brigades or things on Sundays for a very long time, but we don't always get the full picture. It's quite easy to know just a little bit about Jesus and think that that must be the whole story. So imagine for a minute you're one of the people at the feeding of the 5,000 men. Imagine that you'd had so much bread and fish that your tummy was bursting and you were so excited about what Jesus had done. You might go away from that incident and think, wow, Jesus is an amazing person to provide food. Whenever I feel hungry, all I have to do is ask Jesus and he'll give me food. Maybe you might say, we never need to make a pat lunch ever again, because Jesus will sort it out for us. The trouble with that is that it's not really the whole picture. If we do that, we make Jesus into something that's just there for our benefit when we need him, rather than seeing exactly who he is. So do we just have a provider Jesus who provides for our needs? So we pray to him when we want something, and we ask him to give it to us, and then we forget about him for a little while. Until the next time. Or do we just see Jesus as our protector, like we sang in the song? Do we just pray when we know that we're going on a journey? Or we're doing something that's different to our normal routine? Do we ask Jesus to be with us then, for those occasions, and then forget about him? Until the next time. Because there's nothing wrong with praying those things and asking God to provide and protect. But Jesus is so much more than just a person that we bring our shopping list of requests to. We need to find out about the whole story about Jesus, to see all that he is, all the various things that he is. And again, I think Lent is a really good time to do that. 
a good time to find out about the whole character of Jesus. Maybe you could try reading some parts of the Bible that you wouldn't normally read so you can find out about different parts of Jesus. Maybe you need to find out a bit more about his majesty and power and how we worship him. Maybe about his meekness and humility and how he served. Maybe you need to read his teaching about how to live our lives every single day uh, and to find out what that means for you. So what about you? Who do you say I am? Some of us know a lot about Jesus, and we've known Jesus for a long time. But it's important that when we know Jesus, we have to know what the consequences for us will be of having him as our Lord and Saviour. So Peter was the disciple who spoke up and actually answered the question that Jesus was asking his disciples. When Jesus said, what about you? Who do you say I am? Peter stood up and said, you are God's Messiah. Peter was making a really, really big statement here because he was saying the Messiah was the one person that all Jews had been waiting for, the person sent from God to bring freedom and hope and forgiveness, the one who would rescue them and save them. Peter really believed that Jesus was this person. He was very special. But then Jesus went on to tell Peter what this actually meant. He told Peter how he knew that he was going to suffer, that many people wouldn't believe in him, wouldn't believe that he was the Messiah, and that eventually it would lead to him being killed. And he carried on to tell Peter how things would be for the people who did believe in him. They would need to be willing to put him first before themselves. They would need to give up things and make sacrifices to follow Jesus every single day. And most of all, they must not be ashamed about Jesus or embarrassed about him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to fully accept them. And these were really tough words for the disciples and Peter to hear. And they're tough words today. So who do you say I am? This question has consequences. And your answer is really important because it could change the way that you live And again, Lent is a really good time to start doing that. And I know that there are some people who are following the 40 Acts Lent program again this year. The Acts are really easy to do, but they just take some effort and care. So each day you are sent an email, or some people have got a chart with it all written out on, um, and it gives a suggestion of your act for the day. Things like giving a helping hand to others, letting others go first before you, giving a treat to other people, and sharing what you have. And I know there's some of our um, girls' brigade that are actually doing this and crossing it off every day on their lists. All of these acts help us to think about living our life the way that Jesus would want us to. And if you want to know more about that, I'm sure if you just Google 40 acts, you'll find out lots of information on the internet, and I don't think it's too late to start. You've only missed a week or so. So what about you? Who do you say Jesus is? Now, hopefully, when you came into church this morning, you received a little picture. Can you find that little picture? It's about A5 size. If you haven't got one, I'm sure the stewards have got a few at the back, hopefully left over, and they can give you one. Just wave your hand if you don't have one. I haven't got one to show, I'm afraid. It's also on the front of our weekly. So if you haven't got one, you can look at the smaller version on the front of our weekly this week. 
So this image is the image that we're going to be using here at the church all through Lent right up to Easter as we look at the different stories about who people thought Jesus was. We're going to be looking at Peter again. We're going to be looking at the crowds that crowded around Jesus on Palm Sunday. We're going to be looking at Mary and also at the centurion, the Roman soldiers that were there at the crucifixion. So we really hope that you'll be able to join us for some of the following weeks, or all of the following weeks, to find out more about this. And hopefully this little picture will remind you that's what we're doing on Sunday and remind you to come along and join us or listen to us on the internet if that's the way that you like to do that. But I always like to give you something and I think this could be good to use as a reminder of what we've thought about this morning. So if you can take your picture home, put it somewhere very obvious in your house, maybe on the fridge, maybe next to your bed, maybe on the bathroom mirror when you brush your teeth in the morning and use it as a reminder to think about who Jesus is. Maybe you still need to make your own mind up about that, and that question is important for you to think about. So this picture might remind you to chat to someone or to read a bit more about Jesus. Or maybe you need to find out all about Jesus, not just the bits you already know, the safe, comfy bits, but maybe the tougher, more challenging aspects of Jesus' character. And you could use this picture as a reminder yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to think more about Jesus. Ask some questions. Read some more. Find out more. Or maybe you just need to think about your life and how your life is showing Jesus to others. Maybe how your life tells people that you are a follower of Jesus. And this picture could just be a reminder to help you to think about living in a different way during Lent. To give something up or to start doing something new. If you look really, really hard at the picture, well, not that hard, but if you look at it, you'll see it's made up of lots of little pictures of people, and those people are all different, and all of us are different, and God has made us that way. We've got different ways of understanding, we've got different ways of expressing our faith in Jesus, but when we're all together and we come together like this, we make up the family of God, and we can show others through being together as a church family, who Jesus really is. And I hope that during Lent and Easter, we'll really be able to do that as we come together to answer this question, who do you say I am? So let's pray. You can look at your picture or you can close your eyes as we just pray coming to the end of our service. Father God, we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for all that he means to us. Thank you that you sent Jesus to be the Messiah, the saviour, protector, provider, and king. Help us to make a decision today about who we say Jesus is, to find out all we can about him, and to allow him to make a real difference to the way that we live our lives today. Amen. So let's finish this service together. We're going to sing a song, My Jesus, My Saviour. And I hope that, like Peter, you know this and you can sing these words for yourself. But if you're not sure yet, and if these words aren't true for you, then just feel free to stand or to sit and to read the words while we're singing and to think about what Jesus really means to you. But if you can sing these words, do please stand as we all join together.